looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by Northeastern by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want to host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. You drive me wild. <laughs> what up, Crazy Train Radio? You look like hell. And I could look the same. What's the photo for? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Truth, 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 I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch has got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. I'm one crazy loofoo. Hey there, Friday fans. We know how much you enjoy the movies. Enjoy grabbing your Friday merchandise and interacting with the Friday family, whether it be at conventions or during our particular watch-alongs. Well, when you're looking to get yourself masks, why not check out our friends over at Camp Blood Customs out of New York State and order your specific custom mask from any of the films. All orders are made specifically. Your needs and wants are. Make sure you find Camp Blood Customs on Facebook, Instagram, and all over social media and order yours today. Hi, I'm Holly Fields, and you're listening to Crazy Train Radio. Hey folks, it's your least favorite host in the podcast world, Croc. 
Jonathan Steele. And boy, do we have a good one for you today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This next guest, she was born and bred in Northern California, Sacramento area to be specific. She is also raised a little hell at times at something that was called Alfie Soda Pop Parties with the likes of Brad Pitt, Leonardo, and others. Besides growing up as a child actor, she has done voiceover work for video games and commercials and did a little voice doubling work for a known actress such as Cameron Diaz and others. We'll get into all that. But our fan base might know her best from Wishmaster 2. However, like I said, she's had a hell of a career so far, knock on wood. Let's welcome Miss Holly Fields. How you doing, Holly? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? I can't complain other than what we were talking about uh, right before I hit record <laughs> as far as uh, the t- dental issues, but such Aww. is life. Yeah, it's hard. Oh, yeah. I know you had your share, but it is what it yeah. is and, you know, could have been worse. Got to keep going. Yeah. Life's been tough around for everybody lately. Yeah. You know, I, I'll deal with some teeth issues compared to COVID and other stuff like that. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, so where in the world might you be? Because obviously I said you are originally a Northern California girl. I know you moved to Texas and you've been all over the place. So where might you be at? Well, I was I was born in Northern California and then I was raised in Dallas. And then I moved back to I moved back to California to L.A. when I was 13-ish. Um, and that's when I got MacGyver. And my parents gave me a month. They said, if you do well, you can stay. But if you don't, you got to come back and finish, you know, go back to school. And then you can go back to L.A. when you're 18. So I had I had that drive. And I was I, I, I wanted to act. It wasn't my parents pushing me to act. And so I got to L.A. I got uh, I met with Christopher Guest uh, right away, got the big picture. I booked right away. A TV series was uh, called uh, Fort Figaro with Charlie, Charlie Hayde and Luis Valdez, who directed La Bamba. Then I went to Vancouver, shot MacGyver, and it was just like a big snowball. I got lucky. Hey, and not everybody gets that, but, you know, it's funny that I mentioned that you were a child actor and everything. And re- Well, with that being said, there's two things I should mention. Okay. First being that you had a relationship of some sort with Miss Molly Ringwald, who yeah. is one of, one of many stars in the 80s, I believe. And we know everything on the Internet is true. That <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But the uh, relationship started because she was in school with your sister, correct? No, no. I went to school with Molly at uh, a a school called um, Cal Prep. No, no, no. Sorry, not Cal Prep. um, Pope Avenue back in Sacramento. It was the school for like gifted kids. And um, I don't know how I ended up there. But so her (laughs) mom, my mom and her mom and her dad, they all became friends. And then Molly was doing Oliver with my brother at Sac State. And so I, I would just sit in the audience and I would sing all the songs. And her dad is a blind jazz mu- musician, just extremely talented, plays everything. And he heard me singing. I was like four or five and said, you should get her into theater. She seems to like it. 
get her into singing. So I should have taken from Dan Truitt, who played Ralph in Sound and Music, the movie. And I auditioned for the next show they, they all auditioned for. from My brother and sister auditioned, and so did Molly and her brother and sister. And that was through the looking glass. But I was so young, and there was an age limit. But they let me audition anyway. And then they let me be Molly's understudy. So I played the Dormouse. And the last performance, uh, she didn't get a do because she got hurt. So I got to go on and be the Dormouse. And I knew from then on that I, I, I knew what I wanted to do. You got hooked. Oh, I was so, I loved it. I love, I love the escape of playing different characters. And it's, it's, I love acting. I, I love that you can play other characters and be, you know, you, you get to examine life from a different perspective and you get to try things you normally wouldn't get to do in normal life without the, you know, the, the, the worry of this, you know, you get to, you get to do, you get to play characters safely. So yes. you can, you know, you get to, just explore different types of people in the world that you get to be them. And that to me was extremely, that was, that was my love. The reason I love acting. A lot of people do it because they want the money or they want the fame. That was never what I wanted. I didn't even know about that as a kid. I just love the escape and the, you know, getting to explore without, you know, anything bad happening from it. And, uh, and you grow and you learn as an actress, I grew and I learned, I learned empathy for people. I got to play homeless kids, um, hookers, drug addicts. And I, I got to learn why people become certain ways. And you just develop a lot of empathy, I think, when you get well, to play that character. Well, with that I, being I said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hell. But with that being said, and especially because you were getting these different roles, you know, from a younger age and such. Were you able to separate, okay, I'm Holly here in real life and all that stuff. And when I go to school and, you know, just everything that you deal with. And then I get to play these characters, whether it be on a theater stage or a commercial or MacGyver or whatever the case is. Were you able to separate what you were doing? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I always, I think I just knew that as a kid, I was, it was playing at the beginning you were playing a part and you were getting to, yeah, it was more just like a game to me maybe at the beginning because yeah. I, I thought it was fun. Just, it was a pretend. You got to pretend to be this other person. And yeah, definitely. And that was going to come up to the other point I wanted to bring up uh, when I mentioned about Molly and such as well. And you started to get into the acting side of things. And I know everybody has different stories and different experiences and such like that. But did you find it difficult? And there's no true blueprint for it. But did you find it difficult in terms of, especially at that when you, you know, 10, 11, 12, going into your teenage years and all that stuff that, you know, when you're trying to learn about yourself that all kids go with, no matter male, female, whatever the case is. But then you have, like you said, you're getting a play, but trying to figure yourself out and who Holly is and all that fun stuff. But that question makes sense. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out who I am. You know, I, I, I think um, just growing up as a kid actor, I've, ha I've talked to other actors about this because, you, you know, the brain doesn't know the difference between the unimagined and the imagined thought they say. So I think starting out as a kid actor and always playing somebody else and you take on bits and pieces of your character, I, at least I do. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I, I knew that I knew. Yeah, it, it has been hard, actually, knowing who you really are. But I, I do. I mean, I think I have a pretty good self sense of self, um, especially because when you are playing all those characters, you do learn a lot, a lot about your own self. You, you I think you're more self-aware because starting out at such, such a young age as I did, I was so self-aware of, you know, just who I was and wh- why I felt a certain way about a certain character. And then you have to you have to like your character. You have to figure out why your character is the way that character is. And that helped me, I think, grow and discover more about who I am. I think, I mean, I think it's helped me in a way because yeah, especially playing the, I play a lot of broken characters because mm-hmm. I think there's a time in life where most of us have been broken, but I, I play a lot of characters that have a big arc, like, um, like in Wishmaster, Morgana starts out one way, but that, ends up a whole different way. And then the same thing with Nadia Gurel in Star Wars The Old Republic. My character starts out one way and then she grows as a human being. Same thing in Shrek. Like she grows and she learns and she evolves and becomes a better, you know, we all become better human beings or ogre. (laughs) Uh, I I love characters like that that grow and become better human beings and people and souls. Definitely. Uh, Well, obviously... (laughs) <laughs> well, everybody does, at least, I, I would oh, yeah. think. Ho- hopefully yeah. for the better. Yes, hopefully. But during that early part of your career, and I'm curious to know, because you obviously you had some TV stuff with like Gary Shandling and MacGyver yeah. and whatnot. But you also, like you said, you were doing the theater work. Do you have a preference on what you kind of work you do? I, I love it all. Um, I just love the escape and, and playing different characters. I love, I love voiceovers just because it's kind of less stressful. You just got to go in and sweatpants and you have to worry about what you look like. Um, But I I also love, I love film because I love how the camera picks up every little nuance, like any twitch in your eye. I I love that. That to me is a challenge, but also playing Cameron Diaz has been a challenge because you have to go in and sound like the person and you have to get the right, you know, staccato on the notes and, and her, her mannerisms and your voice and, uh, and acting, you have to act, sound like her at the same time and match her lips a lot of times. So I like the challenge of that. Now, obviously, back in the day, there was a little Pepsi commercial involving, <laughs> Mad- involving Madonna. Yes. And obviously, you hear rumors throughout the years of how she is and how she would act and all that kind of thing. But some of the rumors that I had heard was that there was a kind of a rule saying don't interact with her and yada, yada, yada. Yes. I pulled out my Seinfeld folks, but (laughs) how, how was it for you? What was your experience being around her? I loved her. Um, I was 14, I think at the time or 13 and it was the Pepsi commercial to like a prayer. And we all, I think it took three days to film and we all danced and sang and she would, she, they said, don't talk to her. Whatever you do, don't talk to her. She comes, she chose us for the commercial. She cast who she wanted. So she cast me. She walks over to me on set and they said, don't touch any of the set. We had lollipops on the set. She takes, takes a lollipop and she starts eating it and she hands one to me. And she said, do you want one? And I wasn't supposed to talk to her. And so I'm, I'm like a teenager. So I froze. I literally couldn't talk to her the first day. And then the sex, the second day we were all talking, we we're dancing and singing it was so much fun at lunchtime we were all dancing and singing together she was like 
one of us. And she was saying that she has to come off a certain way to get respect. So she said, you've got to be a little bitchy. Otherwise they'll walk all over you. And she's right. You know, I was always the nice person and I should have taken her advice to heart, but I didn't, but uh, she was actually wonderful to work with. And then I was doing quantum leap a few months later and she came over, she was filming Dick Tracy next door and they had broken for lunch and she came over and she was so nice. She's a really cool person. Well, that's good to hear. I, never been able to interact with a uh, person of that level per se but i also like to treat people as people if that makes yeah. sense because you know what it's great that holly fields has made a career in putting uh doing commercials or voiceovers or whatever the case is but guess what i know at the end of the day that guess what Last I checked, where Holly puts her pants on the same way like everybody else, and I put them on backwards. <laughs> yeah, no, we're okay. all we're all yeah. everybody's the same, you know. <laughs> and I've, that's what that's what I've always thought too, because like I I go and film a movie and then I come back. I don't usually watch what I do, so when people come up to me and they say, "Oh, you you look familiar," I always think, "Oh, we must know each other." I forget that I'm an actress. It's it's weird. Like I I've I get that all the time. People come up and say, "Don't I know you?" And I, I literally forget, or though I'll think I have something on my face because they'll be looking at me. But um, yeah, we're all human beings. We're all trying to get through life. We're all, we all have our struggles. And yeah, exactly. No one's better than anybody else. It, we all just have different jobs. Exactly. Yeah. But speaking of that, with I always find it funny to ask uh, my guests and stuff, but has there ever been a strange place you may have been recognized at? In the bathroom, yes, years ago. I was, I had, yeah, this woman recognized me from MacGyver and she had, heard, she said she recognized my voice. I don't know, but I, ca- I came out and she was waiting for me in the, where, where you wash your hands. That was weird. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, that yeah. was the first time too, the first time I ever got recognized. Yeah, it's funny. I've heard a few bathroom stories and it's like, it'd be, Hey, can I get your autograph? Hey, I don't. And most everybody would be like, hey, I don't mind signing an autograph or taking a picture or taking a minute to talk to you, whatever the case is. But can we do this outside the bathroom? <laughs> yeah. you, know I mean? you know what I mean? It's like, hey, I do, I'm cool with whatever, but let's not do it here as we're washing our hands after handing on our business. <laughs> you know, no, she, 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 was, she was really kind about it actually so it was just it was the first time it ever happened so that was that was interesting oh boy but i want to touch on wishmaster but i want to jump over to the voiceover work as well because we've hinted at that okay uh, i can't seem to it's okay English to, I can't it's one of to, those days it's, it's the tooth probably you're probably in pain yeah like i can't speak english today for some reason but uh I heard there is a top secret world when it comes to video game voice acting. So why would you say that there's something like that, at least from your perspective? Well, oh, well, it's one of the hardest businesses to get into, I think. Um, And a lot of really famous actors do it. I have a friend of mine that's really famous and he, he was doing it under a different name and then and he wasn't working. And then finally he used his real name and he started booking everything. But a lot of famous actors do it, but they don't want people to know maybe. But now it's actually become so popular to do that. Everybody wants to do it all. Like everyone and their mother's doing voiceover or they're trying to, but the, the famous 
the really famous ones are taking over. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But it is a pretty lucrative business. I'm I'm so thankful that I got into it and that I'm doing well at it. I thank God every day for that. Exactly. And my agent. And my <laughs> amazing agent. Agent is happy just as well. But I hope so. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny you say that about the famous actors and stuff. And I'm not expecting you to say yay or nay, but I was just recently hearing somebody talk about Mr. Keith David doing a lot of voiceover work, whether it be on video games or whatever the case may be, but he don't get the credit that he deserves from that portion of his career, if that makes sense, because obviously Keith is known for his dancing and agility and stuff like that, but also the acting you would see on screens such as like they live and, you know, like the actually acting roles, but when it comes to the voiceover work he has done, he's not getting a nod that he would do in, like he does in other fields. So, yeah, I, I think, I, it, it, go uh, ahead. Yeah, sorry. no, 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 I, that's interesting. I think it's changed. I mean, it used to be that way, but now people are proud of it. Like it used to be where you could, if you did TV, you didn't want to do commercials. You didn't want to do, or sorry, if you did film, you wouldn't want to do TV. And then there was always like this divide. And then if you did, commercials it would be really hard to get on tv shows and now everyone's just going from tv to movies because everything's so well done now that people people are doing movies are doing commercials there's no divide anymore it's like an open game for everything everybody wants to do voiceovers that's become like the new big deal thing um yeah so now people aren't trying to hide it any, anymore like they used to and it's funny you say that because the business has changed so much whether it's like you said if you yeah, did film yes. you did film you did TV, you did TV, you know, whatever the case is. But, and I always joke that, man, that some bitch is always working in terms of Samuel L. Jackson. And now you throw in the commercials as well, too. So, it's yeah, like, it's like, does the man ever sleep? You know, because he's doing yeah. all spectrums. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. amazing. And that's, the, yeah, that's the thing. And, and people don't realize they look at your IMDb. They don't realize like I do. I do a lot of commercials. I've done like over 200 commercials and, but you know, it's kind of like just a fun job to do. And it wasn't like, that wasn't my goal at the time when I started, I think commercials, I just kind of fell into that. I got lucky back in Texas, but film was my, I mean, or TV. I love, I love guest starring that. That was my goal. Well, just playing a lot of different fun characters. Exactly. And that's probably the, one of the better things about what you've done when you look at your particular resume that you've done the commercials, you've done the voiceover work, you've done so much, but with the voiceover work as well, I want to bring up. And I heard that you are a big star Wars Mark or a fan of the star Wars franchise. So oh, what was yeah. it like for you to be a part of that particular game? Oh, it was such an honor. Well, I, I think I had auditioned. I think you know this. Um, I didn't know I was auditioning for Star Wars. I, I thought I was auditioning for something called The Old Republic. I didn't know it was Star Wars. And it wasn't until I got, I, well, I went into the audition. I could not get the, the line right. I kept stumbling over it. And my ex-fiance at the time was going through chemo. That was his first day. So I really wanted to get over to help him with his chemo and be there for him. So I just kind of rushed out of there, went over to the chemo, then we went home and I found out by the time I got home that I had gotten it. And then my agent said, by the way, you're working on Star Wars. It's 
Star Wars The Old Republic. So, uh, yeah, I screamed. I was so happy. It, it's been, and I thought it was just going to be one, a one-time job. It's been, I think, nine years now, 10 years, going on 10 years. So it, it's been an honor. And I love the character. Nadia Gurel is such a cool character. She starts out so young and so naive, and then she learns the Force and becomes a Jedi Knight, and then she goes to the evil side. There's like so much, so much, like, arc to her and it's so she's so much fun to play i love her and again it goes back to like you said the arc of the different characters and getting to do different things but with video games the last question on this is when you get a script for audition for vo's for that and such there's not much known about said character that you get a script read go home so is that a little more difficult compared to say what you're doing stage or TV or whatever it is where you have a full script and get to understand the full concept of the character you're playing? Yes. Yeah. Cause for star Wars, well, when you like for the jobs, um, they'll give you, they'll give you a, like your just your pages. So you're only seeing your lines. So you have no idea what's going on. So for star Wars, they had somebody in the room with me and we would go through the story as we went through the script. So he would say, oh, here's what happened before this line. And then he would explain it to me. We'd do that line. We'd do like three, three times on that one line. I, that's the first time I looked at the script. So you're getting this gigantic stack of like, looks like a Bible of papers. And there, there's so much. It's kind of overwhelming. And, um, and you sign something so you don't talk about it. But they don't want anyone having access to it before or after. So you have to just get there and do it. Yeah, so uh, we go there, we go, I go onto the sound stage and we record, and then um, you get three takes each. You don't get to really know what's going on until they kind of explain it to you. And then they only explain it, like, they only explain exactly what you need to hear. And then you go home and you have no idea what you just did half the time. So the magical thing appears in the bank account, that paycheck, which is always nice. And they always put it together, they put the, everyone together where they explain it so well where you, you, and you do different takes. So they make it work as well. Yeah. The, the paychecks is the thing. I, I don't really care about the pay. I, I would do it for free. I, I love, love, love my job more exactly. than anything. I'd work for free if I had to, but we all got bills to pay. So it's yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice what? to get paid, but I would do it for free. I, I, I would pay them to work on star Wars. There you go. And uh, I always found it funny. You did the video games and such because I heard through the grapevine, again, we know everything's 100% accurate online, <laughs> that you uh, are not a gamer at all. Oh, no, I love video. I I, I try. I suck at it. I I, I try to be a gamer. Okay. I tried to play. I, I wanted to play, see my character, Black Cat, because I don't I can I could never get in Spider-Man. I could never get to the place where she comes in. So I've had to have my friends that are gamers send me clips of my characters. So I could see how it ended up. How, how I sounded, but yeah. Nice. What well, do I'm you not have? A good, sorry. I'm not, I was... a, I, I'm not, not a good gamer. I try. Okay. I was going to ask, do you have kids or anything that you could say, Hey, can you pull this up for mom? <laughs> I have a nephew or two nephews and a niece. Uh, I, one of them plays video games, but yeah. Yeah. Where you can go, Hey, pull this up for me. Will you, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I think of the old Larry, the cable guy line, he goes, you neither need to be a four-year-old to be able to run video games or have a degree from MIT. So yeah, I mean, they, you got to think so fast and you got to be so, so quick. Like exactly. I, I, was, I was trying to play um, Star Wars, Old Republic. 
uh, when I was speaking at Comic-Con, they brought me back to the school room and I got to try to play it. And I kept getting killed. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> uh, I love that boy. game, though. It's such a fun game to play. Beautiful. But I wanted to ask about Wishmaster. And I'm curious to know, and with that particular franchise, it's a, I would say, a mixed bag with the audience. But I tend to like the first three of the films. So what was the experience working on part two there? And like you said, the evolution of your character. I loved it. I had actually originally auditioned for the first one and I had gotten to the, to the audition. I was sitting in my car about to go in and my agent called and said they have, they already cast it. I was up for the sister of Tammy Lauren. And I was so bummed because I spent the whole weekend working on it. I'm a perfectionist. So I don't, Back when I was, you know, I, I stopped on, cam- on camera acting years ago, but back when I was on camera acting, I wouldn't, I would never go out on a Friday or any day I had an audition the next day. I was such a professional and I lost out on a lot of life because I just wanted to go in and do a good job. So I didn't go out Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'd miss this big birthday party of my friend, a friend of mine. So I got to the audition to find out that I, I wasn't going to get to go into audition. So I was so bummed. So when I, when Wishmaster 2 came along, I was so determined to get it, to make up for what happened. So I went in, I, they gave us four scenes to learn, or they, they gave us four scenes. They said, choose two. I learned all four and they let me go in and the director said, let's just do all of them. So I did all and it was Jack Shoulder and, um, and they wanted a blonde and I had just dyed my hair dark, black. And uh, so they changed the character to have black hair and yeah, and I booked it, and I was so so happy. But I loved working on it. Andrew Devoff is amazing to work with. Jack Shoulders amazing to work with. Tiny, everyone was everyone. It was such yeah. a fun experience. Yeah, Jack's a good guy. I he's a fellow Philly guy, so I appreciate. Yeah. It. Whenever I get a chance to talk to him, he's always appreciate dealing with Jack, and I always go tongue in cheek with him. As man, what's it with you and sequels? You had Nightmare Two, then you had Wishmaster Two. You know. But it's all, you know, I mean, it's all tongue in cheek and we have a good laugh over it, but. And they all do well. He's a really great director and a great writer. Yep. And he's, you know, for those who maybe just know Jack from those films, he's also known for teaching in the Carolinas for years. He taught at a film school and, you know. And trumpet. He plays trumpet. Oh, yes. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Jack's a very unique guy. Nothing but positive things to say about the guy. He's a great guy. Wonderful director a great guy yeah just overall and very intellectual which i appreciate with him yeah yes but with all that being said what is next for you professionally obviously i know you got the dental stuff you're finishing up like me but (laughs) yay oh yeah um well we were talking about wishmaster five and that's the thing is andrew and i were going to do wishmaster three together he had written a script and he was going to direct it and we ended up not doing it. I didn't know I was offered part Wishmaster three and four until after because my, my agent had passed on it without telling me. So, um, but I just did an autograph show with Tammy Lauren, who was in the first one and she's amazing. And Andrew who's also amazing. And so we were talking about doing possible Wishmaster five together and the fans really want it and we would love to do it. So I'm hoping that happens. Well, but, with, uh, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, with that being said, you know, like you said, Andrew had an idea for part three and stuff. 
would it be the same idea he had to do for part five? Oh God. I don't, I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure. Um, I think it would be, have to be, I don't know if we would take start from part two or, or part three or four would have to come into play. I'm not sure. Yeah. Cause it's almost like different stories throughout them. The yeah. movies like, well, it's the same story as far as the concept, but it's different stories. If that makes sense for folks. But you mentioned about doing an autograph show recently with some of those guys and such from parts one and two. Do you do many shows? You know, I, I haven't. I did. I did Comic-Con for, for Star Wars, the Old Republic. I did. They asked me to do that twice. And that was really fun doing the panel in the big room and signing autographs after. And then we did a Wishmaster reunion and I did something in uh, New Jersey for Thriller Night. But uh, and then I might do the uh, an autograph show. I'm hoping for Disney for star Wars. I'm waiting to hear on that, but yeah, I, I, we started to, and then, then COVID came, we were, we were supposed to be in Germany in 2020 doing an autograph show for, for star um, for a uh, wishmaster, but that ended up being shut down because of COVID. So yeah, I, I, I've been asked to do a few and uh, now I'm, I'm finally comfortable with doing them and I'm, I'm loving it so far. I've only done two. So yeah. Well, folks, make sure you reach out through appropriate channels and let's see Holly at some shows because I know folks will get a <laughs> really get a kick out of it, whether it's for the uh, Star Wars universe or the horror universe. That's for sure. But yeah. where can folks find you social media wise that they choose to do so, Holly? Yeah. Or the 80s. I'm known for the 80s and 90s. A lot of those Alf, Growing Pains, Charles in Charge, Quantum Leap. Oh, God, you just reminded me. And it's funny, I was cleaning out. I noticed it's probably getting too inside baseball, folks. But since she just said that, I found an old photo from when you would actually go to the Photoshop and actually have them printed out and stuff. For your, <laughs> at the, and the picture was with me at about three years old in an ALF costume. No way. That's so funny. Yeah, I'll send you a picture of that. I'll, I'll I'd love see it. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to see that. Yeah, it's a, they had these ALF costumes in the later 80s when he was the thing. And people are loving ALF back. I think it's on like Hulu or one of those now. So, <laughs> uh, but I'll send you a copy of that. But that's not going out publicly, folks. So don't even <laughs> ask. Don't email and ask. But uh, where can people find you social media wise if they wish to do so? Oh, I'm on. Uh... Instagram on Holly dash. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Holly underscore fields one. And then I don't really go on Twitter much, but uh, Facebook, I, I go on Facebook once in a while. Most, mostly I do Instagram. Right on Holly. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. is truly exciting and so glad that they are starting to make a positive impact. Little Bean Soapery is a woman-owned small business based in Northeast Pennsylvania. 
Little Bean Soapery does so much as all products are handcrafted and offer many different things for both men and women. Soaps, scrubs, body butters, bath bombs, solid cologne, and much more. Little Bean Soapery also does things for special occasions such as birthdays, Mother's Day, Father's Day, and special seasonal gift sets. But also, let's not forget large orders for party favors by request. The great things about all products is that they are crafted to be nourishing on the skin. If you wish to check them out, please feel free to visit littlebeansopery.com. Any questions, please feel free to also email littlebeansopery at gmail.com for custom inquiries and or ask anything else you wish. Tell them that Elena from Crazy Train Radio sends you. Hey there, it's Alan Troutman, Tarman from Return of the Living Dead. And if there's anybody you should listen to, it's me about listening to Crazy Train Radio. Go do it. Go away. Do it now. <laughs>